uh, yeah, I ding. It's, it's part of being professional. You, you have the ding on, you know? Of course, of course. I don't know what you guys do at Pega, but... Uh... <laughs> we do WebEx. <laughs> yeah, professional. WebEx is... 2005? I'd say WebEx is professional. No. Mm -hmm. It's old technology. Is it? What's, what's better about Zoom? Ease of use. Um, okay. Anyway. We're, uh, we're hot. Hot mic. Hot. hot mic. John is not dialed in yet. I, I see John. He just joined the Yo. audio. Yep. Yo. Yeah. He joined but didn't join uh, the audio computer. I feel, audio. I feel weird. I'm the only one that doesn't have a cool headset. Yeah. Another, another professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't. I, feel like, I feel like we've had this discussion before. Have we? Yeah. Okay, so let's get rolling here. Let's get this pig in the mud, as they say. Who created the agenda? All right, so uh, we're here to recap... The Mexican Grand Prix. Somebody tell me what pod number this is. Brazilian. 49. 000. 49. Great. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> let's just recap. Uh, Verstappen cheated in qualifying. So the Ferraris had a front row lockout. But with the long run down to turn one, that's not necessarily that great. Turn one, turn two, turn three. Very exciting. A lot of action. We'll get to it. And uh, Hamilton won the race. I would say Ferrari strategically threw away Leclerc's race. And then um, kind of strategically threw away both races. Good driving by uh, Hamilton to win. Mm. I'm not going to take that away from him. Terrible race for McLaren. Uh, we'll get to that. What else? For the, for the first, like, 48 episodes of this podcast, I've always criticized you for kind of going through the recaps at a glacial glacial pace but now that you've whipped through that i kind of missed the old stuff so yeah, uh, i just wanted to get on record there. yeah i i don't like this new new rob i don't know what's going on hard to please you guys yeah well um, i mean there's could be a nice middle ground right yeah i mean we haven't quite hit the like the sweet spot it's like he's got dinner on the stove or something like he's shortchanging us here uh, au contraire, I've put both children to bed single-handedly, and he oh, fed oh, them, well. but I put them to bed, uh, walked the dog, investigated the traffic snafu in my neighborhood, What's... poured myself a jumbo glass of wine to deal with a tough day of work, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, here to, I'm here to pod. What, 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 what goes into putting the kids to bed exactly? You've got to get them into their night diapers and PJs. Night diaper is different than a day diaper? Yeah, it's super absorbent. <laughs> okay. Lee pees through it anyway. Don't worry. Are, 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 I am assuming they're more expensive. As, so. Money's no object. I mean, then why not, <laughs> why not, about just, why not just buy house. night diapers, I'm saying? That's my, my point. Uh, well, yeah, money is an object okay. during the day. Good point. <laughs> point, Rob. Oh, point, Charlie. Point, Charlie there. There you go. Um, okay, so a stressful yeah, so, time. Anyway, stressful. No, day. yeah, we'll we'll get back to this. Let's go bit by bit to the race. So let's talk a little bit about qualifying. Um, the the incident that so Max Verstappen set the fastest lap in qualifying. He got P one um, in qualifying, but then later received a grid penalty because on his last lap, his last flying lap. Ahead of him, Botas had Botas has cr had crashed into the or in the middle of the final turn back onto the back straight, and Verstappen was behind him on a, a real heater and was coming into that corner and had and the yellow flag one yellow flag was waved at him right before that cr corner and then he was. Uh, the, his onboard camera you can see him entering it he can clearly see botas and he just doesn't slow down and just keeps going um so he was given a grid penalty it was totally fair penalty um i mean in retrospect he like nothing happened everything was safe but you just can't be flying through there when the guys stop there it just puts too much too many people at risk so 
Um, any other highlights or thoughts on qualifying? Yeah, I, I mean, look, you can't disobey a yellow flag. It's a safety issue. I think it was a little, um, I don't know, I guess the rules are the rules, but they could have just deleted that lap, said, okay, you disobeyed the yellow flag, that lap is deleted. Max still would have had the fastest lap from a prior lap, fastest lap. So man, that, wow. could, that could have been like splitting the baby, but maybe they just don't feel like compromising with safety. Um, you know, I don't know whether it was even that good to be on pole at, in Mexico. So who knows what would have happened if he, if he had. Uh, Leclerc said he was very happy to be in second before he got promoted to first. But I do have to say kind of Max's glib attitude about the whole thing, including his admitting at the press conference, yes, I saw the yellow flag and yes, I didn't slow down. Uh, like classic Max. Like, whoa. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, that, maybe that's maybe that's why he got the, the penalty he did. Did you consider that or no? Well, the FII said no. They had made a decision before the press conference. Do um, you believe them? I don't call people liars without evidence. So, hmm. personal <laughs> policy. <laughs> um, I don't have a problem with the penalty. I, I think it's a good. You, it, with safety, you you have to throw the book at people. So I have I have no problem with it. I don't. I also don't have a problem with him saying, "Yeah, I." I, I mean, he was honest. It's like, "Yeah, I saw it. I didn't do anything." Like, I don't. You, you'd rather him lie and say, "I I didn't see it." I, I don't get your point. Uh, you know, you can dodge the question if you, if you don't want to admit guilt. So that's what we want. We want athletes just dodging questions. I'd rather honesty in the pressers, but that, that's me. I don't know. So did Max admit to um, did Max admit that disobeying or ignoring the yellow flag was ultimately wrong? Did he say anything like that, or did he not really? Like, he saw it. He saw it, but did he say that was the, the wrong thing to do? I didn't know I couldn't do that. Right. Uh, I mean, was it one of those things? or Because yeah, I think to me that makes a difference. To be, if he is you know, actually sorry and said, yep, I saw it, I ignored it, and that was a mistake, I think I'd give him credit. If he just said, yeah, I saw it, whatever. I mean, then that's, that's pretty reckless and potentially putting one of your fellow drivers you know, at, at risk in a very dangerous sport. And I think if that was the case – and he doesn't feel any remorse, then something's, something's a screw's loose in his head. I, 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 the penalty needs to be handed out whether he's remorseful or not. In agreed. My I agreed. But these guys are, I think, as we know, these F1 drivers are, you know, they're open books. They share their thoughts. They're very, I mean, I think you, you really get to know them, I think, through the press. Um, so I would expect him to be honest about his. Not like, Kimmy. Okay, besides Kimmy. But, you know, they wear their emotions on their sleeves. I would expect him to say something at, you know, at the end to say, yeah, I, I made a mistake. I apologize. I apologize to Valtteri. You know, I put him at danger and, you know, I shouldn't have done that. And if he, do, if he didn't say that, then I, I do think that kind of changes the way I think about Max a little bit. Not that I'm a huge fan anyway, but he should be sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, it'd, be in, it'd be interesting to ask him now post-weekend. Like what? Let's get him on the pod. On, what are your thoughts on your your qualifying stint, and do you regret doing that? I'm going to use my veto power. I don't want him on the pod. Yeah, I don't know if he'd be wise to have him on the pod with Rob. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> are you are you kidding me? Rob wouldn't say a word to him if he came on the pod. I think Come he on. might. With that, really? after after having a glass of wine like the one I'm seeing right now, you don't think he might say anything? What would he say? Oh, I I think you're a great driver. Love your stuff. I would certainly not be saying that. <laughs> okay. So to round out the rest of qualifying, Claire, what what is all before the the grid penalty? Claire two, Vettel, Hamilton, Albon, Botas, because he crashed. Sainz, Norris. We'll talk about McLaren, Fiat Gasly, and then Perez, the two Renaults, Kimi, Antonio. Blah blah blah. Um, <clears throat> One thing that I wanted to ask the crew, which I didn't really understand, and I know we just briefly touched upon it, but I don't really understand why Max's final lap time counted 
Uh, apparently, the lap time that the fastest lap record that Ricardo set last year was officially officially beaten by Max on that last lap, even with the yellow flag thing, which I didn't really understand. I guess maybe they thought gave you the penalty. That's the only that's what you'll get. But I, I don't think the lap should count either from a from a record standpoint. I don't know. It's it's not like he exceeded the trip. We were thinking about who got around this, that track fastest of all time. He did. Well, he broke a rule. But it's not. He didn't. He didn't break a rule that's designed to keep you from setting that record. Like yeah, exceeding you have the track. Slow down. No, but exceeding the track limits would kind of make a lap record not legit or having an underweight car or something like that. It would make your car faster. So let's just, just say in, in a hypothetical world, you everyone has to go through the pits while qualifying and you're speeding through the pits, which you're not allowed to do. That should, that should be allowed. It's a similar, in my mind, it's a similar analogy. Oh, that's, that's far I, I agree. Hypothetical. Charlie, put, put, put a second penalty on it or I don't know. Like there should be something against the... It's just for the record um, books, but I, I don't think it should count. Um, can I can I read his quote, please? Go ahead. Ooh. Please do. Is that admissible? Yes. Um, <clears throat> the rule is very clear. The only thing I want to say about it from my side is because there were a lot of comments about it, and looking back, for sure, I should have lifted. Yeah, okay. Sorry, Veltri. Sorry for almost killing you, Veltri. I mean, Lewis almost killed him too. If you want to go that uh, way, I mean, I'll give him, I'll give him credit for that. I think that's a good, I think that's a good response. Hey, I'm not. Listen, you know this. I'm not. Yes, do I crit critique Max? Yes. Am I blinded by rage? No. Um, that, did it copy and paste my answers for for Andrew's answers for me. I mean, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought up Sebastian. V Vettel's little little whiny remark because what? it was Sebastian Rob, Rob that's what Seb said it's copy and paste that's what he said in the presser Sebastian Vettel is the one who just rammed the back of a driver in Monaco what last year like a little baby I, I don't understand this nobody comes at him for that like, what came, are we doing John people came at him come on yeah. but Rob didn't yeah he did are we talking no, about didn't. when he had red mist in Baku yeah, I think it was. I think it was Baku. When fine, he, Baku. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, Every, everyone I mean, came at him. Go back everyone, and go back and listen to the pod. We covered yeah, it. I, I think we. <laughs> and, and, but but now Seb is just getting on Max's let's, case. Like, who let's are you? this dude? back in for a second because we're gonna have this debate in a moment. No, this, this is this is good pod. This I is lost, what we need. On. Uh, yeah, no, 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 we'll, we'll have the, this debate. But let's yeah, just recap the race here a little bit yeah, more. Let's, 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 um, so race on Sunday. First of all. I, I think the atmosphere in Mexico is top notch to pull a Lewis Hamilton. Maybe some of the best fans all year. Um, <laughs> oh, he was on think, another level. I do think, yeah, he was. I do think the uh, track there is awesome. A fair amount of passing. I love the tire strategy there. It's legit one stopper. It's a legit two stopper. Yeah. Strategies were all over the place. Um, tire deg was pretty pretty interesting <laughs> don't, don't hit um, the entire dig and, new graphics yeah, great talk atmosphere about that. good plenty good some straights good drs some good turns so hat tip to uh mexico bring on a great grand prix as far as the race <laughs> concerned um ferraris had the front row was was max officially in third on the start line fourth right he's fourth, fourth. okay yeah um so the four of them, followed by Albon, got off to a pretty hot start. We'll, we'll, we'll start to break down the first lap. But one thing I want to say before we get into that is I want to go back to a discussion we we're having at the beginning of the year. I think I maybe was one of the people ripping on the fastest lap idea, thinking it was kind of a gimmick. I'll say now that we're into the final few races of the year, it's a good, it was a good addition. It adds a nice element of, of strategy to the end of the races. One person will in a different direction than the others and though i was watching i wrote down a note it was i thought it was very cool to see on the second or third lap literally the 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 pink timer clock that shows fastest lap 
went down the entire leaderboard from start to finish. It was really cool to watch and mm. showing how the cars were getting a lot faster with every lap they were going on before it kind of settled in there. So, yeah, I just wanted to cover that. We can resume our discussion of the first lap and what happened. Um, yeah, so the... Let's see. Does anyone remember the exact sequence of events? Um, I can probably piece it I can, together. I can try. I yeah. spent a lot of time in film review today. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, so everyone got a pretty decent start off the line. Um, I would say, so Leclerc's on the left side of the track in first, Vettel's right side in second, Hamilton third. The two Ferraris got a pretty good start. And then what happens very quickly down the, the starting straight is – Sebastian Vettel is moving left across the track very quickly. And I wouldn't say Hamilton was even. He was slightly behind Vettel. But it became, becomes clear that Vettel is pushing him out and Vettel, and Vettel has the track position. And Hamilton slows down very slightly and also moves over into the grass where he's kind of off track. So he's now going slower because of that and falls behind um, not only Vettel, but also Verstappen, who's coming up the right side, has now taken over third place um, into turn one. And that's where it starts to get a little bit more interesting. Hamilton's now behind Verstappen in, into turn one. No, no, um, no. He's alongside him. No. Verstappen is – they are Fine. next to each other. Verstappen has a lead, but he's not behind Verstappen. Fine. Okay, he's he's his front half his of his nose, car is his next nose to is, the back his nose half of, is in front of His nose is in front of Hamilton's car, conceded. Can we admit John's picture into evidence? Yes. So Wait. what happens is Verstappen is a full half a car length of Hamilton going through turn one, and then Verstappen starts to come left across track probably both just strategically to essentially do what Vettel did just along the straight while also getting ready for turn two, which is a left-hand turn. And this is where Hamilton, in my opinion, does not do the same thing where he did just did with Vettel. He doesn't move left over off track. He doesn't slow down a little bit. And they kind of touch ever so slightly where now Hamilton's back is starting to slide out left and essentially putting his his nose to the right and you're making a left-hand turn. So now he's angled into Verstappen's car and they're definitely side by side. Hamilton's slightly ahead here. And Verstappen's trying to make the left-hand turn into two and essentially they touch again. It's not a catastrophic crash, um, but Hamilton's at such a severe angle. They both take turn two very, very wide and go off and cut the grass moving into turn three. And that's really it, to be honest. They both fall back. Hamilton, not as much as Verstappen. Verstappen really fell back and then made some mistakes trying to climb back into it. Um, but Hamilton came out of that, I think, in fourth place overall. I think uh, Albon, or maybe fifth place. Albon and temporarily McLaren slips ahead of him. But to be honest, with all the talk and Max bashing post-race, I don't get it. I don't get why this race, everyone decided to do that. There's really nothing there, in my opinion. So I think that you're right. I mean, it was there were no penalties given. It was a racing incident. I think it's just, you know, at some point you have to say enough is enough. We had three of the top racers on the podium, and then the in the uh, post race interview, they all agreed that Max was the most aggressive driver. You have to live leave him more room. I think Hamilton said a lot of racers are very respectful. Max is not one of them. Like, you know, I think there's just a recognition that he is a, I don't know, jackass out on track, for lack of a better word. And it makes it exciting. It, make, it makes it exciting. I mean, it's how he wants to race. But, you know, when you hear about other greats, and Max is a great driver, when you hear about other greats talking about each other, like Raikkonen and Alonso, they always talked about how they were respectful to each other. And Max does not get any of that from anybody. He's not, he's not one of the boys, right? I mean, he, yes, he's a great driver, but at the end of the day, he's not part of that crew. And I think, I think that that's a bit, I do think that's a big 
issue here. You know what I mean? Like he, there's not that camaraderie between him and the other drivers. I think that's an excellent point and something I was thinking about earlier. Is this a generational thing? Do you think Leclerc, as an example, if he was the third person up there, would have been like, yep, ditto, ditto copy and paste? I will never know, but I, I think it might be a generational thing. Those guys grew up together, and now there's this next generation. So I think that's no. a factor. I agree that Verstappen's more aggressive. I, I agree. But the fact that those three were up on the podium just like picking on Max for a race he didn't really deserve it, I think the generational thing factored in. It's also easy to pick on someone when he's not up there with you, you know, like so, I, I, I don't really respect that. I, I think they should, I hopefully they talk to him face to face, man. So Ross Braun also said Max has to learn how to be uh, less aggressive. If he wants to be a champion, he's not, he's not the same generation and I don't he's oh, way I don't, older. And I don't see, I don't see the young generation hanging out with Max, frankly, from like the pit crew pit lane interactions, he seems like a loner. He's the one punching Ocon last year. Meanwhile, um, Norris and Albon are joking around even after they have an on-track collision. Who's joking around with Max? Nobody. He's got no friends. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so much one. Who's Hamilton hanging out with? Who's with? No one. That doesn't make any sense. Two, I have, and I said this in the G chat today, I have no problem with Hamilton ripping apart Max. Hamilton is the best driver, maybe ever. He's the best. He won. He can say whatever. He is literally a loser nobody. He cannot come at Max. So that's what I have a problem with. When he's relevant again, then he can say something. Who's, a loser? Who's a loser nobody? Vettel? Vettel. Are you kidding? I so and I'm not well I didn't well one I didn't say he wasn't a loser nobody but uh he's not a loser nobody because he's a four-time world champion so this I mean yes has he won recently no but he's always in the mix he's a four-time world champion so yeah do I think he can critique Max Verstappen absolutely yeah I, I think like these guys have the right to criticize him I just thought the timing was really strange um and I guess the Ross Braun comment, I think you could maybe make that comment seeing what happened after lap one with Max when he was later t um, trying to cut through the field and took a really aggressive turn through, a, I think, a hairpin and then got a flat tire and then really did his race in even it further. Us, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ross Braun, a Mercedes guy, I'm sure is going to make comments about this. So. <laughs> Yes, Max still has lessons to learn. I'm not doubting that. He is super aggressive driver, but I'd rather have that. This is like the LeBron James vacation of the NBA. I, I want the Michael Jordan years. No one's friends. Everyone's throwing punches. It's the most exciting basketball you can have. Now you have all his buddy-buddy, uh, lame LeBron James. I, I don't want that. I want the guy who's out there to win and is yeah. fiery. Like That's fair. I, 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 he's an easy one to pick on. I get it, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Therefore, well, I, th I think I think that's a good point. I mean, would you rather want you'd rather have Max Verstappen, who maybe is kind of hateable, but ultimately I, I think will be a world champion, or someone like Ricardo, who is, you know, ultimately probably one of the fan favorites, most personable people in the sport, but likely will never win Diddley because he made a pretty bad decision. Probably is living a, a cushier, you know, experience, but is not going to win a world championship. So. Yeah, yeah, and and just not to get lost in all this, Max does have lessons to learn before he wins the championship. He can't be making silly mistakes when he's cutting through the field, or going back to last year, he can't be racing Ocon, who's a lap behind him. There, there are lessons to be learned for sure. And he's also he's just an easy target right now. I think people forget how young he is. Like, I think he's younger than Leclerc, isn't he? And he's younger than Albon. But like, he he's been around for so long that. Um, yeah, I do. I think people just take him as a veteran, which, which he is, but he's still a really young kid. Yeah. So anyway, Rob, do you have any, anything else to say here? No, I think it came up because see, they were asked about it. Uh, I will let, um, what is it? Nine time world champions and Botas and the head of F1. Um, I think if they all agree on something, 
we should take that. Oh yeah, like Botas really has an original opinion. Yeah, why, why, why Botas? Well, he was. He also said something. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, but but, but if you guys think if John, if John and Charlie think that uh, that their opinion on F1 driving is kind of more in sync with what's what than Hamilton, Vettel, Botas, Ross Braun. Then okay, let the record what reflect that. What do you think? <laughs> okay, let me let me let me go back to one more thing. What in your mind? What is Lewis Hamilton actually saying about Verstappen? That he is a very aggressive driver. He's not respectful, and that you have to give him more room because he will crash you. <laughs> I agree with most things except that he will crash you. He is aggressive, and other people should give will give him more room. Awesome for Verstappen. It's not like Verstappen's out to ruin his own race. That's the thing that is overlooked here. I, All right. I think that's the immaturity. He doesn't think it through. All right. Okay. I guess we're, we're never getting anywhere here. Um, I hope no. you've learned your lesson here, Rob. Okay. Um, <clears throat> going on to a, a new topic. There's two more things I specifically wanted to get to. One of them being the blue flag blue flag, how to deal with it, should there be penalties. There was a one point during the race where Vettel, I think this is before he had stopped for his first pit stop and was trying to go as fast as he can because I believe Mercedes had pitted um, and he was just trying to get the most out of his tires before he came in. And he was coming, coming up on the back of the field and I forget exactly who it was. I think it might have been Kofiat and forget the other driver, but they were essentially fighting with one another over P10, P11, whatever it may be. And they definitely 100% hold Vettel up for a second or more. And I thought at the time while watching it, those two clearly should be given a penalty. You cannot hold up the the leader of the race because you're fighting for your position and it brought me back to last year when we talked about it a second ago when Verstappen came up upon Ocon and he ultimately crashed because maybe he was partly too aggressive and partially because I think Ocon needs to get out of the way you have to defer to the leader that's the point of the blue flag so I was wondering if anybody else thought the same thing what can we do about the blue flag it it I think it had an effect on the race Um, dead air here. What's going on with Rob? Is Rob's camera's odd? I don't know. Uh, just I mute it because I have a dog barking. But uh, yeah, those two should be penalized. I agree. I think they they messed up. I guess why weren't That's not they? right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I I also agree. I mean, it was it definitely had an impact on the race. And usually, I, I'm not sure if I remember a previous race where there was a blue flag related penalty, but. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty unfortunate. I mean, that had a huge impact. I thought. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, Rob, say nothing if you agree with our take. Okay. And uh, say nothing if you think Verstappen is better than best racer on the track. <laughs> I mean, it okay, kind cool. of it kind of like <laughs> I think this year has been. I, I feel like there's been some head scratching decisions by the South. Well, I mean. Yeah. I, I think probably because, I mean, rest in peace, Charlie Whiting's not around. You kind of, I mean, yeah, you, you know, one of those things where when he was here, you, you, you know, you hated on him, but now that he's gone, you kind of miss him. And, um, right. Yeah. I, think, I think at least before it was consistent. You know, I'm surprised Vettel wasn't all over. Seems like it's the stewards for, for that, right? But Vettel, he must right? have been, on, he must have been on the radio saying blue flag. Yeah. They usually, I mean, they usually, play it though i'm didn't surprised play they, they didn't play it because he had a he had a legitimate argument there yes that was legit okay so um next uh, I, i'll actually give you guys some options would we rather talk about ferrari tanking leclerc's race which was again unbelievable and i so think reinforced my argument that you never want to be the number two in a race at ferrari and, I do and have... the, the other option is we can talk about lewis hamilton's radio I want to do both. I don't think we can just do one. Okay, so, which one do you want to do first? 
I want to talk about, let's talk Ferrari for a second here. So when you say they tanked Leclerc's race, I think there are two things to consider. One is, yes, they did give him a different type of strategy, but when he was coming out in his third, I guess this is his third stint, after a second pit, he was charging, making great, and he was about to get on the heels of Valtteri. He might have caught Seb, and potentially he could have caught Hamilton. He was, being, he was that fast. And he made, uh, he made one, he had a terrible pit stop, right? So he lost four seconds there. So his pit stop was six and a half seconds when it's usually two and a half, lost four. And then he had a really bad lockup and I think went off the track slightly, and that also cost him. So, when you, yeah, you could say that they kind of screwed him over, but at the end of the day, I, I mean, I don't think it was the strategy. I think there were just some really critical errors there. Well, I would come back and say I think the, the critical errors occurred when he was trying to make up for the poor strategy choice. Uh, he was in first, and I think the number one, one of the – rules of being in first is you generally come into pit right after the guy behind you the the undercut is attempted and it seemed like they reacted to the wrong team albon came in when i think he was sitting in third and they immediately reacted to albon coming in and pitted him while vettel and the two mercedes stayed out out. and i think they just reacted to the wrong team and it it screwed over Leclerc in the end I yeah I, I agree with that I don't yeah but, sorry maybe I misinterpreted in your comment of I don't think they intentionally said let's torpedo oh, no, yeah, race it was just an, an overreaction to Albon who I mean let's be honest he's a good driver in a good car but he's not going to win the race so that's yeah, like not, why why are you cover, yeah. why are you trying to cover Albon leave him out there um, yeah it was it was unfortunate for sure I feel bad for him gutted gutted for Charles. <laughs> Absolutely got it. Um, so why, why don't you think Ferrari? Well, I guess they tried it with Vettel for the the one stopper, but so, it, it's interesting how how Mercedes could get so much more out of their strategy. So maybe this is a good segue into the Lewis radio. Um, and also, I want I do want to get into it at some point. I mean, the fact that it was so close at the end and had such a, I mean, the possibility of that race end being amazing. And then it was just a snoot, like no one could get within two seconds of each other. Like what, what is that about? I mean, if you're, if you're Sebastian, why aren't you just pushing as hard as you can? Like, what are you racing for? You know, you're within two seconds, but you can never close the gap. You know, Lewis, you think is going to run out of tires, but then he just cruises to an easy victory. Well, that's just, it really takes away from the race, in my opinion. I, I wonder if the, if the cars were dealing with something that didn't come over the radio and we didn't know about, like, cooling, because Botas was all over Vettel. Like, Vettel seemed slow. Like, I don't, Did he? I thought that, he had, in that stint there. There was a stint where he got it to with, under a second, and then it was like, then it was three seconds, and you can never get it closer than that. And so then I'm thinking, are they just like preserving tires and they're all just trying to finish and they just, you know, accept their fate of where they're at? Well, I think that there is the tendency the, 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 like, to pray for the tires to really, quote, fall off, end quote. And, you know, why not wait an extra 10 laps to see if Lewis's tires really fall off before pushing? I don't know why with five laps to go, Vettel couldn't close it up. I mean, it didn't even even seem like he was close enough to affect downforce. Just like he straight up didn't have the pace to close it up. That's what it seemed like to me. Well, And the announcers were saying that, I don't know exactly what, but they're trying with with some, you know, modifications to um, the requirements of the car, try to make – try to avoid what we saw. I don't know exactly why it, we saw what we saw, but basically the cars could not get close enough to make an impact. Um, so they were compl- the announcers were complaining about it and saying it's taking away from F1. I don't know if you guys heard that. Yeah, you know, these, these, these great veteran drivers make the races so exciting, you know? Awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's... Th- <laughs> I mean, is that not a fair point? Like, I think it is. 
So well, you like, I think you, you'd, you'd, you'd like a grid of uh, Max and Pastor Maldonado and others like them? <laughs> that, I mean, that's cute that you'd throw those two together, but um, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, everyone saw Max's pass on um, Botas. Like, I know it screwed him, but we don't applaud him for going for that. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a race fan. I, I enjoy that stuff. How about you guys? Seriously, that's a serious comment. I'm not trolling. Yeah, no, for for sure, it's exciting racing. It's not being managed okay. at all. But John, we're, we're watching what, a TV event. Well, what we're saying is that there's something going on with the regulations that are preventing the cars at that point of the race from getting close enough to make a pass. That's what they're saying. And I agree. And I agree. There is a problem. And I and people are saying the new regulations should help that. Maybe nobody knows. But I'm saying even with the current regulations. There are certain drivers who still go for gaps, who still go for passes. These other drivers lay back. They don't go for it ever. So there's, there's a difference in mentality, I think. Okay. Um, well, yeah, the, the, I think there are certain times that I would bet, I would say that some of those drivers still go for passes, but I think maybe they're not willing to risk at the end of the race is what it seems like. I honestly don't think I've ever seen Botas pass anybody. Well, Thank yeah, you. Let's, let's take Botas <laughs> out of it. I mean, he's just—he's just a little lap dog. I mean, that—that's why Gasly lost his seat. He never went for anything. Albon is—he goes for it, you know. Gasly couldn't qualify higher than like eighth. I mean, he stunk. He's terrible. Hey. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about Lewis for a second here. I mean, he does this. Every single oh, race, God, every I'm race, so sick of his. Act. And it's just he's just always on the radio, guys. Put it way too early, man. I'm losing my tires. And then it's always the same. Thirty laps later, he's absolutely fine. And he just, I know why he's doing it. He's just doing it so that at the end of the race, everyone can heap praise on him for managing his tires and managing the car so well. And so it's all just an act, and it's really wearing thin. Yeah, said perfectly said. Copy and paste. I agree. Copy and paste. Copy, <laughs> copy and paste. But, I mean, he's a loser. Plain and simple. Great driver. Great driver. One of the best. But absolutely. I mean, if you're not a Mercedes fan or you're not British, there's no way you can root for that guy. Sorry. Rob, any take? No, I mean, I guess if, if you are like – are a Patriots Yankees fan and you just love like the big guaranteed wins. Yeah, you're a Lewis Hamilton fan. So uh I'm a Yankees fan. I am not a Lewis Hamilton fan. I'm a you're a Patriots fan too. No I'm not. <clears throat> there you are. Rob's anyway, uh fan. yeah. Bunch of losers. No. You watch the Patriots all the time. Losers. I would love to have Lewis on the Lewis would be a good guest to have in the pod. We I used to hate him. Then I came around to respecting him. Still don't like him, but I think he's got some interesting things to say, and I think he's a hell of a driver. Can, can we just clear the air here? Any F1 driver would be a good guest on this pod. No. Yeah. Let, let's just stop. Just end it right there. Lewis wouldn't, I, Lewis wouldn't I would, say a, a single honest word. Like he, I wouldn't I'll be honest. I'll take I wouldn't a want backroom Nico, engineer on this pod. I wouldn't want Nico Rosberg on this pod. I wouldn't oh want... Uh, driver, Villeneuve. Oh, you, former driver. I'm talking. Former oh, so drivers. you're you're not into news. You're just into people that share your opinions. Interesting. No, I'm not into blowhards. <laughs> I think Lewis is a pretty big blowhard. Yeah. Have you guys seen his uh, uh, Lewis is about no one can purchase plastic in, in his households anymore? That's been yeah. that's he, he's getting ripped. He's on the chair now for a, for a while. Yeah, I mean the guy, Wait, the guy who has yeah, yeah people are criticizing him because he's he's saying only eat plants, don't buy plastic. Yet he takes a lot private, of private jets. private jets. Oh, he yeah. sold his private jet. He flies commercial now. No way. Yes. No way. Fact check me. Go ahead. I, only. No, I'm not going to fact you. You provide evidence. I'm not going to just believe you. Wait. State provide your evidence. State your source. Read it in an article. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> From where? I I am seeing this. He's the son, UK. 
you sold it. Boom. All right. Well, good on him then, I but, guess. So what, what, no, what good on me. It? Does he ever get a ride no. with one of his buddies in their private jet? I mean, like, is that... <laughs> Well, that's fine. Okay I mean, if they're going one. the same place, well, there's no extra fuel for putting like a an, a 70 kilo dude in your private jet. Well, why jet. isn't he encouraging them all then to sell their private jets? And Probably is. Would be, oh, yeah. He's encouraging them by taking a ride on it? I mean, here's his problem. He flew private for a decade. You know the offsets he needs to buy to undo that damage? He has, to, he has to plant literally 2 million trees to... Uh, he, Maybe he the is. entire Amazon rainforest he needs to plant to get rid of that. That would be a good use of his money. I think we're getting all right. We're getting off topic. What? Let's do life updates. <clears throat> okay, I'll go first. Okay, all yeah. right. Uh, I hope everyone is concerned about prostate health as much as I am, as evidenced by my flowing mustache. Here we are on the cusp of November. And uh, I see Charlie has a beard. Zabos, don't see nary a hair on your face except for your flowing locks. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, hopefully, you see this before Andy cuts this off sometime at the night while I'm sleeping. But I've got a flowing mustache. For the for our listeners and. Uh, at home viewers, it no longer looks like a Charlie Chaplin stash. Correct. It has come it, in much better this week. It, it looks a lot better than last week. Is it a little lopsided though? I it, no. Yes, yes. Your left side is a little bigger than the right side, I'd say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, screen screen left is a little thin. I, I think it's I think it's the coloration of the hairs. I don't think it's. Okay. I don't know, dude. Blame I, have, I have really not touched it. All right, what else um, happened this weekend? I, in, a, in other, my mustache grew every day of the week. <laughs> um, <laughs> we we are making very good progress on the hole in our kitchen ceiling. We got our contractor <laughs> in. He comes in almost daily from next door and does uh, another layer of plaster. And we're about to graduate to um, drywall compound. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. How do you guys, um, when I, I stopped over and I saw that the entire kitchen was covered in plastic, do you undo that to cook or are you basically yeah. cooking meals? Okay. Nope. It, and I think we're done with the plastic. The drywall compound shouldn't require the kitchen to be plasticized again. Is the contractor drinking beer on the job? Have uh, you caught him doing that yet? I hope not. <laughs> we, we try to reward him with beer after the job, but we don't encourage drinking while plastering. I smelled booze on his on his breath. <laughs> Why were you so close to his mouth, Andrew? <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're wrapping up on the kitchen project, hopefully, and I'm gonna be painting the kitchen a new paint color in preparation for Thanksgiving. Oh um we're a couple days away from Halloween as of the time of recording, and allegedly the street at the end of this one has a world class Halloween party. Police close it off. Somebody's told me 1,200 kids, you need to have candy for 1,200 children. No. So I also am in disbelief, having come from Charlestown that has a enormous celebration, I thought, what are these rubes in the country? No. But I am open to being impressed. We'll see on Thursday. I will report back. 1,200 kids in that mustache, huh? Um, not on my street. Uh, we're, we're red flagged. People put up uh, signs. And then, let's see what else. Um, we've got the Austin Grand Prix coming up this weekend. We haven't talked race watch, but maybe we'll do that. And um, am I missing anything? Anybody know? Okay. How's your attic cleaning coming along? It's coming. Slow but steady. Mostly on the slow. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. You're taking on a new paint job. Unbelievable. Andrew, why don't Good you bring us up to speed? What did you do this past weekend? Uh, I spent a lovely weekend um, in Vermont. So, Charlie, uh, let's see here. Let's, let's rewind. Um, Rebecca and I took the commuter rail from North Station to Anderson Woburn, my favorite commuter rail stop. Charlie, Charlie train. Just, same train, same seat, two-seater. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we got picked up by Charlie. A bit of a wee bit of traffic, but we made it up to um, where Warren, Vermont, late. Late. That's late, right? 
keenly. Really yeah, late. six six thirty. But it was a really good time. We did a little um, did a little hike, a short hike, maybe a, an hour long hike, and then we did a a brewery tour. And it's really, I mean, you guys. I don't know if uh, we make fun of the beer squad. These folks are out of control. I mean, Charlie must have spent multiple hundreds of dollars on beer same with laura and catherine um they just are talking about all these different types of beer and the pros and cons and it's like i i'm just i don't even know what to say like they how could you like a dark ipa what what are the merits and it's like the back and forth and it's just you know you know it, it makes me realize who i really am and that, that was my that's what i took out of that weekend i didn't know about this fraud that's been perpetuated. Oh, I would like to, I would like to say something and I don't think Charlie ever uh, responded to this, but the fact that I don't know if people know, but look it up Lawson's finest liquids. So this is basically the beer that built Catherine and Laura and Laura's relationship. And um, they served a keg at their wedding, all this good stuff, you know, totally Vermont beer. Little did I know that not once, ever has it ever been brewed in the state of vermont it's a recipe made for their connecticut based brewery it pay has paid for all of their expansion it, into this new uh tap room it, yes, it's actually ahead. not even their brewery they outsource it's, it yeah, to sorry. two roads they outsource it to two roads so basically everything that you see in warren vermont related to sips of sun sips uh lawson's finest liquids is really thanks to two roads brewery in connecticut and it's a total sham, a total fraud. I can't believe. Did, did the beer squad know this? I think they knew it. I hope they know it. Did, did it, was news, it was news to me. I knew it was brewed there, but I, I thought it originated in Vermont, and they brewed some of it. I thought that was just a oh distribution my. thing. Did that, did that change your we, opinion of them? No, because you have, you have it all wrong for me. I will speak for myself only, not the rest of the squad. I'm there to drink the beer because it tastes good. I don't care about all the lore. So we were on, we were on. We were on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just find this a little hard to believe. There is no connection to Vermont. From yeah, there's no. absolutely a connection. There is, but the Sean Lawson, his, his original recipe was for the double, double. sunshine. And then he created a, a secondary recipe for sip of sunshine. And then just sit sent it to two roads to brew he'd never brewed it in the in his backyard he, or in okay the, but he's yeah. he's a vermont guy it's his recipe he's yeah. a vermont oh, all right all right he stayed in the war his house in warren yeah but little, he never uh, wizard he never, wizard brewed the beer. he never brewed the beer he never brewed it. and it's not even clear if he came up with the recipe for sip of sunshine that was not that was oh. not made clear so oh, boy yes so that was very disturbing um my actually my coworker, his uh his kids are in ski school with mr lawson's kids so he sees him he sees him a lot um but what a fraud I, what an yeah. absolute fraud we and we were on a we were on a tour and it was hilarious i mean catherine was just jumping in saying how you know uh, laura's birthday was the same day as the one year anniversary of the opening <laughs> of the tap room i mean becky then joins in oh it was my anniversary that same day and then Oh, it was no. just a, oh yeah, it was a scene. It was it, cool. It, scene. I was, I was, I was. Charlie and I were hiding our heads, <laughs> like we gotta get out of here. It was tough to witness. <laughs> was the beer better at the house? Like, I mean, it must have tasted ten times better. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> so fresh. So I actually woke up in the morning, and I, um, I was up early, earlier than everybody else. I had a lovely. Um, I stayed in the basement, uh, pull-out couch. And I woke up early, made coffee, and then I had a what I thought was going to be a nice light breakfast beer. It was like a little maple, maple-y beer. I turned the can around after I had half of it. I'm reading my Sapiens book, and it's a 10% beer. <laughs> I'm oh, I mean, maple-leaf maple beer doesn't scream. Maple-leaf beer doesn't scream light to me. Yeah, but it, to me, it was like maple, you know, pancake, breakfast. You know, it all goes together. Yeah, you nap not after you're hammered, but yeah, <laughs> it's like a glass and a half of wine for breakfast. Anyway, great, great weekend. Even though I mean, it was eye opening, really eye opening. Charlie, how much, how much money did you spend on beer? Um, that was a heavy. heavy so why don't you bucks? put it in cad? bucks. Put it in cad oh, so okay. we can I compare gonna, it to the uh, t-shirt. A hundred cad. I thought it was going to be more. So that's not that's not that bad. 
no, I restrained myself. We spent much more at uh, Treehouse before and Alchemist. I won't, I won't say those prices. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I don't have too much more to add. I was on that same weekend. <laughs> Wait, you went to time. Treehouse on the way home? No, I'm just saying for other trips. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, I just, sorry, one more thing. I would like to give a shout out to Karen. I, um, she gave me a bunch of her homemade crackers. Um, quite good. I Those like to. So good. So good. I've been dipping them. What kind of cracker? What uh, does cracker look like? Yeah, homemade. Homemade, homemade cracker. Um, I don't know. I've been wow, dipping wow. in. I've been. I actually ate a ton on the way home, just plain. And then I've been dipping in hummus, just delicious. She bakes them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Maybe we'll put the recipe in the show notes. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, the only other thing I'll add: delightful weekend. Also spent some time with Chris and Karen at, at Fairfax Street. Saw the Zwift in action. Um, that was always entertaining. Chris and Karen helped me. We put we finally put up our drapes in our dining room and back door. And the back door one was so flimsy it was it was going to fall apart within hours, if not minutes. So I had a large project to replace the whole curtain rod. It's now heavy, a little bit heavier duty. I still have to put a wood dowel inside of it to make sure it doesn't sag and fall down, but the drapes are finally up. So the uh, nearly 19th month project is now complete. Congrats. Nice. Snaps <laughs> Thank that. you. Snaps <laughs> to Charlie for, for that. Can't, uh, wait, can't wait to see your drapes. <laughs> I mean, how, how do I possibly follow that up? I don't, I'm not sure pretty exciting uh i oh i have a few things i want to go over um get off your chest. one we didn't yeah we didn't well I, i'd like i'll start with um our low t update yes if you don't mind now i'm gonna tell everyone this with the understanding that i'm gonna get some blowback i think we'll see how this goes over but um here's what here's what went down if, if you don't mind me divulging. So Low T sent me a text uh, Saturday night around 10, 30, 11 p.m. post noon saying, here are the odds for Max and Lewis. Who do you like? I responded Sunday morning. He placed the bet. Of course, it was the right bet. I only give out winners. He very generously Venmoed me a portion of of those winnings. Now, a small portion, very small. I'm willing to distribute that to this group because I know we've all helped low T, but I just wanted to get it out there in so, the open. Okay, we'll discuss actual numbers later. I think you should keep the winning, but I'm a little upset as I have given low T a winner before and I saw nothing. So I will be having discussions. Not this, not this kind of winner. This is a big winner. Wow. Wow. How many units? I think he put, um, I, I don't know how these pluses and minuses work. I think it was Lewis plus 400. So if he put a unit of 100, does he win four? Charlie, how does that work? Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. Yep. Four to one. I think, I think he won 400 bucks. Wow. Or more, four, 40, four or 40,000. I don't know what his unit is, but a 40, multiple. Or a couple million. I mean, four million maybe. We're talking pesos? Argentinian pesos? How about we put this uh, cash windfall in, a, in a, an investment account, and when Montreal 2020 rolls around, we'll be rolling in it and just, you know, pay for the Airbnb. Yeah, a, a very secure, yeah, <laughs> mutual fund or something. Yeah, Forest mutual risk. fund. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to get it out there before. You get ahead of the story, obviously. Um, I, I uh, But he won a lot, so I'm happy for him. Now he can pay his rent, I think. and in his new city. Um, so that was an update. He's, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, no, I'll ask at the end, go ahead. Um, otherwise, what I've been up to, I was in Austin, Austin, Massachusetts um, all last week, um, hanging out with some of, some big pod listeners, actually. Everyone's a pod listener. Um, and I was growing the brand down there. Um, and then I was in Vermont this past weekend, um, different, different town in Vermont, actually. I went to a, a pet-friendly hotel. That was really nice. 
<laughs> Mom was so confused by why you were in one place in Vermont and I was in a different place. Right? Well, you know, I gotta, I, I gotta be honest. I was very confused as well because one of the snaps that That's the what she said. Um, the beer squad uh, president, El Presidente of the beer squad, Catherine um, Darbo, it said Manchester, Vermont. You guys were not in Manchester, were you? Not even oh. close. No, nowhere near it. Yeah, Mom, see, Mom said that, the same and, thing, but I didn't see that. So. No, I, I saw it, and Liz saw it too. And Liz said, "Are they? They're in the they're in the same town as us." I said, "I don't think so. That's not where Lawson is." But Wouldn't that be anyway. something if we're in the same town? Just didn't talk to you. <laughs> I'd be pretty rude. Yeah, well, they're, um, not, they're not beer squad, so. <laughs> well, but you are. That's to that why we point, to you, huh? Yeah. Well, to that point, um, I was at dinner Saturday night, and lo and behold, on the menu was an alchemist. What, what the Hetty Topper is their primo beer? Is that accurate, Beer Squad? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hetty Topper on the menu. I order it, of course. Baller move, obviously. Don't even ask the price, just order it. It's fine. <laughs> she comes, this waitress comes, she goes, Yeah, I don't see this very often. And I said, Well, you know, I, I know some people who go up, make some trips. Um, so I, I've had a couple of them in my day. Not a big deal. I hand it to Liz. I said, Liz, Compare this to any other IPA. She goes, tastes the same, no difference. So uh, I, I don't know. Pardon, you just pardon. asked Liz O'Brien to taste pardon. beer. I mean, I'd like to. Uh, the waitress told you I don't see this every day. They sell it at the bar. She said, No, I she told me I don't see it. I don't see it. Oh, okay. sorry, sorry, sorry. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah. you know what's yeah, funny? Yeah. So I went to. I, I said, sweetheart, just bring me another, okay? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hashtag me too. Make up with the times, John. No, anyway, I want one. Um, That's what I'm saying. It was good beer. It, it was fine. You know, it's like any other double I. It was a session. Is that a session IPA? I don't know. But anyway, it was at, like any any of those. Um, but yeah, Manchester, Vermont, really nice town. Um, Orvis HQ, I think. There's a fly a fly fishing museum of America there. I checked out. It was really nice. But anyway, dog friend, pet friendly hotel, great. Uh, we brought Brower into the dining room. He had lunch with us. It was an awesome time. Oh, 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 funny story actually. I should mention. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. There's a wedding going on right after the ceremony. I took Brower for a walk. Come back into the main uh, room of the hotel. Bride is walking through with all her bridesmaids. Oh I had inadvert I had inadvertently stepped in someone else's dog excrement. They didn't pick it up. I was tracking this through the lobby, unbeknownst to me. Bride's coming through in her white dress. I mean, thank God she didn't step in it, but it could have been a very oh, bad scene. <laughs> and now that dress is going to be packed away for what thirty years with some dog shit on it. I why would you imagine would, what it's going to look like? Why would you really you get it, at a dog-friendly hotel? You, you get it cleaned first, normally. Is that what you did, Chuck? I didn't dress? pack my wedding dress away, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw the bill for I it. Was more con- I was more concerned with my new Birkenstocks. <laughs> Suede, you know, it, that's Absolutely. not the easiest to get out of. You know. <laughs> Pray for John. They look fine. Are you wearing uh, socks with those Birks? Yeah, of course. Fun. <laughs> I ordered the very wrong casual shoe. Size very casual. Oh, Andrew ordered lady shoes. I ordered ladies size twelve instead of men's. Try to try to fit my little feet into it. <laughs> <laughs> You're into foot binding now. I was trying to convince Carolyn. No, no, they fit. They just need to be broken in. And obviously, my feet <laughs> are just like absolutely killing me. Like my toes just scrammed against the top. Anyway, Too so. To kind of ease back into racing, I'm curious, John. Why did you say Hamilton when you you got those those odds? Well, uh, well, I didn't explain the odds. So the odds were, I think it was um, plus. It was very close odds. Hamilton and Verstappen were very close in odds, and I said, I told him Lewis. I mean, go with Lewis if it's close. I would I would say, isn't that? Thank you. Good, well, he's got a better car, dude. I, that's nothing to do with his driving. He's got a way better car. Lewis okay. All things okay. equal. I mean, all, all things equal, you don't bet on Lewis? Same John, odds? John's so, he, John's so heated about this Max stuff earlier. 
Yep. Well, I mean, can John, we talk from John, a purely? You're, just, you're seeing red, you know. Can we talk from a purely gambling perspective here? I mean, I, I don't gamble, but uh, if everything's equal, I would say you go with Lewis. Is that accurate? I, I agree. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't. So we have a. Have we had back to back? Do we have three back to back races here? Austin's back, coming up this weekend. Back, no. Back. Back. Yeah. Back. Back. Wow. Back. Someday we're gonna have to make it down to Austin for the Grand Prix because it's it's quite an event. I've, I thought, I thought quite you guys were going to Austin this year. Yeah, you got next. No, <laughs> I, I was just, I was just there. I was there last week. Did you see uh, Maddie and Matt? Oh, I forgot about this. I saw Maddie. I did not see Matt. I we were gonna get dinner lunch, but he's in film school, so it's tough tough to coordinate. But I explained to Maddie how everyone thinks Matt is fake. What'd she say? Well, she said, well, he's obviously not fake. <laughs> uh, guys, so, so you didn't see Matt, just for the record. Right. Yeah, for the record. <laughs> I mean, that is accurate. Yes, that is an accurate statement. Who is Maddie? Uh, she grew up in the same town as Andrew and I. Same with Matt. She's very good friends with Matt, lives in Austin with Matt. Not, well, she doesn't live with Matt. Matt, she, Matt, our uh, football Matt. Yeah. Yes, yes. Does Maddie yeah. also work at NetSuite too? NetSuite Oracle. Maddie, hey, whoa, we're, we're really breaking down the, the wall here, but yeah, oh, she does. Yeah, yeah, way to say the company name, dog. Guys, I mean, uh, no, so low T's betting corner. <laughs> low T's betting corner. Here are the odds for this week, upcoming weekend. <clears throat> Lewis Hamilton plus 190, Leclerc plus 210, Vettel plus 350, Verstappen 600, Botas 700, Elvin 6,000. How are Max's odds than Botas? I think you sprinkle some units on the Ferraris, no? I think you sprinkle some on Botas. I don't. Yeah. The U.S., the, the track has, the, I, I don't think it's, um, as straight oriented there are a lot of i turns. hate i hate the u.s track oh i, I would, love it i would have oh, said it's like, hammered it's just, it's just like france yeah it is a like france. i would have said hammered botas but here's what i'll say i think you have to stick with hamilton this weekend i think he wants to wrap up the world championship oh, with a win with a win. with a win and then just coast the rest of the year i think he's gonna win just so despite fo- the just focus on plastics just despite the uh, exactly <laughs> despite the low odds and the, the little bit of a risk i think i mean i, think he's I would it. take hamilton at 190 over leclerc at 210 what would um, you not dude 100 to win 210 dog do we do we not think hamilton plays it a little conservative like he doesn't have to win That's to win true. the I mean, where is Max starting though? From the you know what I mean? Where is he starting? We don't know how qualifying. Yeah, but who's he gonna who's he gonna take out? Good question. Everyone, everyone. (laughs) The last couple pods we've talked about how how Hamilton is so sour when the team is doing well, but he hasn't won the race. Like we talked when they secured the the constructors' world championship. I don't think he wants to win the drivers' world championship without a win. I think he's done it the last two years like that, didn't he? He won it in Mexico the last two years of that winning. true. And I think that drives him even more. Oh, boy. Do you guys know who's performing, who the headliners are in Coda, at Coda? I hope Train. Um, nope, is it not Katie Train. Perry? I, we, I wish. Worse. Ed Sheeran. Pink. Ed Sheeran. Oh, yeah, worse Pink. than Katy Perry? Whoa, 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 whoa. Pink is way better than Katy Perry. Do you think Pink's better than Ed Sheeran? Mm-hmm. No, I, I was joking about I take Ed Sheeran over the crowd here. But, All but right, John, guys. John, imagine dragons. Too. You, you, you're telling Pink has had a resurgence. She is way better than Katy Perry <laughs> at the moment. Eye roll, heavy know, eye roll. I know we're off topic, but come on. All right, listen. Let's pray for California. These wildfires are no joke. Yeah. I was um, actually on the horn with someone who lives in LA, and he really says, "Don't take the LA fires that seriously." Was it Brody Jenner? They're like controlled brush fires is how he characterized it. So uh, it's 50 mile per hour wind tonight though. I mean, be careful, dude. I think this dude sounds like somebody who's going to get incinerated. I agree. 
He says only the super wind. rich live up there too. Yeah, I mean oh. it's a little brush fire until it, the brush fire spreads to your house, and then your house is engulfed in flames. Yeah. Then it's not okay. a brush fire. Listen, That's I'm how just fire I'm works. just talking about the LA fires. Let's get an update from that same guy, you know, next week. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you live in a concrete jungle, yes, your house is not going to burn down. Fair. Or I'll agree. Or if you live in Newton. I'll take I'll take all the odds on that. Well, not to be not to that. be insensitive, but the people that are living up by the fire are the uber rich. Maybe the LA people. Maybe the LA people, but I think it's not the uber rich in in Northern California. Well, to be, I said three times. I'm just talking about the LA fire, mm. not oh right, oh. If Bernie has Rob, his those will just be homeless shelters. Southern California is about, I've been told, around 5,400 acres. Northern California is like 55,000 acres. So put it in perspective. Well, it's farm, farm country up there. Rob, there's, there's a school in Newton that everyone's up in arms about. Are you aware of this? No, please tell me more. Oh, wow. They put all these kids in a new school. They thought it was an upgrade, but it's like a lot smaller, and the parents are furious. You haven't read about this? <laughs> Uh, I do know that they're redoing all of the Newton Elementary schools <laughs> over a long period of time, and people get upset about change. That's a constant. See what I did there? <laughs> I'll send I'll send you some literature on this, but it yeah, is all over the news this morning. Okay, I don't really care about Newton people getting upset. That's just their default setting. Um, did you see <laughs> that the people. Miami Grand Prix is running into some trouble? No so we're, kidding. We're on the verge yeah, of getting no a third U.S. Grand Prix because, you know, Montreal is very close. Uh, but the Miami, they're talking about 2021. I'd say they need to get on it. if they're gonna Honestly, do not buy into the Miami Grand Prix hype until it's officially booked. Let's get Sam to buy a couple <laughs> tickets to the Miami Grand Prix. Oh, too soon. Wow. <laughs> Oosh. That's old. Free order. <laughs> Can we stay at um, the Mitchell's house? Yeah, it'd be sweet. Oh, oh yes. Party at the Mitchell's house. All righty. In all we... seriousness, we should probably pop on some Canada GP tickets if we want decent seats. So, I want decent seats. We're not, let's go back to the turn one complex. Let's get away from the hairpin. Agreed. Right back, baby. Oh, God, is that the long, is that the mile and a half walk? Yes. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. It's a beautiful day and we stop and have some beers on our oh, way to our I'm seats. Sorry. Oh, whoa, oh, oh. I'm sorry. I have to literally train for the walk to the, to the turn. Well, you've been I, I was thinking we could do, we, we could do like a fun thing, like one lucky listener gets to hang out with us at the Montreal Grand Prix. Is that something we could do? I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just, yeah. People will be lining up for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good, good good on the high note. All right, I have to go uh... refill your corner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, great pod. See Adios. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye.